Welcome to the episode 7. I am Lucia Babina and I will be answering 7 questions about the mentoring program Cultural Workers Hotline. Question 1. What is the Cultural Workers Hotline program? The Cultural Workers Hotline is a safe and open space for cultural workers to freely and authentically share personal and professional concerns. You will engage with me in a conversation based on calm and trust to strategize tactics for addressing toxic living and working environments. Question 2. Why is this program specifically designed for cultural workers? As I conceptualized this service, it seemed only natural to extend it to a community I'm familiar with, given that I'm a cultural worker myself. Recognizing that the challenges within our professional realm can profoundly impact both our personal and work lives, I identified the need for a supportive space. For me, it is crucial to have a place where we, as cultural workers, can reorganize our emotional and mental archive of experiences and we can be unconditionally heard and feel safe. Question 3. What is this program for? In my professional life, as a cultural worker and intuitive mentor, I've experienced firsthand how listening and self-care can become potent tools for addressing challenges like loneliness, restlessness, disorientation, disempowerment. If you are a cultural worker with a desire to be unconditionally heard, you feel oppressed and are seeking a way out, or you simply need a calm space to reorganize your thoughts and projects, the Cultural Workers Hotline is created to serve these needs. Question 4. Why should a cultural worker consider reaching out to this hotline? The mentorship that I offer is neither remedy nor therapy. Rather, it delivers a dedicated space for self-care, enriched with breathing, meditation and visualization techniques. Within this safe and open space, I take on the role of empathic listener and mentor, engaging with you in a liberating conversation that unfolds organically, taking diverse directions through our interaction. My purpose is to revive in you a practice of self-dedication, enabling your intuition and resolve to emerge and guide you through any life situation. Question 5. Can you provide some insight into your background and experience? I'm a social designer and intuitive mentor. I'm interested in exploring interpersonal relationships and group dynamics with the goal of addressing unevenness and injustice in the cultural sector. For the last 20 years, I've worked with local communities co-creating public spaces that foster freedom of expression and a culture of care. In these complex situations, my approach to cultivating cooperation has revolved around actively listening to and curating people's personal narratives. Simultaneously, I've dedicated ample time to self-discovery, engaging in practices of introspection, meditation and silence, 
to learn how to hear my inner voice. Question 6. How can cultural workers effectively utilize and benefit from this program? The Cultural Workers Hotline offers two programs, the Calm Conversation for Cultural Workers and SOS, Safe and Open Space, for Cultural Crisis. The Calm Conversation for Cultural Workers consists of weekly or bi-weekly hour-long sessions with me as your mentor, ranging from a minimum of three sessions to a maximum of 12. SOS, Safe and Open Space for Cultural Crisis, is a dedicated hotline for urgent matters. An SOS call does not require prior planning and will be addressed promptly when a crisis is happening. Question 7. What inspired your decision to initiate the Cultural Workers Hotline program? For many years, I have devoted myself to collective projects aimed at countering the consequences of capitalism through cooperativism, cohabitation, and by reclaiming public space, promoting processes of empowerment and a unitary understanding of the human habitat. One way I've contributed is by conducting field research and creating networks of residents and local organizations. This has allowed me to connect with many people in various parts of the world. During these experiences, I've learned many lessons on various fronts, but above all, I have started to understand humanity through relationships with individuals, and I have deepened my connection with people through active listening. Being often an outsider in the context where I worked, my empathetic approach has allowed me to build trusting relationships, sharing life stories and intimate aspects of their life with many people. This mutual trust has been an essential element for the realization of cooperative projects with residents. After many years of this work, I realized that our efforts and great ideas to transform situations affected by the global crisis were not sufficient. Although we were able to stimulate processes of cooperativism and reappropriation of spaces through collective and artistic projects, these initiatives often remained confined to the cultural context. And the transition to reality presented greater complexities and many solutions devised at the beginning of the project lost their effectiveness. The problems we were facing had become very similar wherever we went in the world due to the globalization of capitalism. They were too vast and complex to be addressed, even with the involvement of local communities and institutions. By cultivating direct relationships with people and simultaneously working on myself, I understood that the most significant transformation needs to start at the individual level. I believe that getting to know ourselves is essential before making effective contributions to the projects aimed at creating larger scale changes. After all, communities are composed of individuals and if each of us tries to transform things within our personal, family and interpersonal spheres, it can set off a chain reaction of exponential proportions. 
So I started to feel that maybe it's more important for me to make a difference at the individual level, especially because there's a lot I can learn from it. I translated my desires, dreams and thoughts into the program Cultural Workers Hotline, using skills acquired over the years, ranging from the artistic and activist fields to social design and inner research. I believe that the creation of an open and safe space where people can express themselves freely and without judgment allows the establishment of trust and the contact with our inner voice. This inner dimension, I also call intuition, is not simply an instinct, but a profound awareness of ourselves that fully understands who we are, what we desire, and our true capabilities. If we can tap into this part of ourselves that often remains in the shadows, our life can become much easier and improve a great deal. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find details about today's guest in the description. If you like Right to the Soul, please consider following and rating the show. Thank you.